Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app at 100.3 HD2. Apropos, we'd begin with California love, as that is going to be the first thing I address in my first and ten coming up here in a moment. But if you're just joining us, this is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000 here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller here for you. If you've got a question, 312-332-3776 is how you get in. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. You can follow us on Twitch as well. Do my best to answer the questions inside the Twitch chat room as well. So go ahead and join us. Follow us, uh, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, join the conversation inside the Twitch chat room. All right, let's get things started with our first and 10. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. All right, one week in the books, and we have ourselves yet another season of Shanahanigans. And if you're wondering what the hell are Shanahanigans, that is where a Shanahan head coach completely destroys your plans at running back. And I'm talking, of course, about Kyle Shanahan, who created a fantasy football darling on the waiver wires this week with Elijah Mitchell, who went for 104 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown after Raheem Mostert left last week's game with a knee injury that will sideline him for the rest of the season. And, of course... That is a huge blow to anybody who had dreams of Trey Sermon being their salvation at the running back position. If you got him late in your drafts, you were cer- certainly thinking you had yourself a steal, primarily because of what Elijah Mitchell did. So Elijah Mitchell was clearly the top waiver wire addition this week in almost every league out there. And the question is, do you have yourselves a new stud running back? And the truth is, I don't think so. Kyle Shanahan earlier this week after Trey Sermon was made inactive, reports are that he was disgruntled about the idea of having to play special teams. And I have to tell you, as a rookie, that's probably not a great move. But Kyle Shanahan did offer this tidbit this week in, uh, during their run-throughs after some practices. Awesome. I thought he ran the ball better this week in practice. I think that's accurate. Um, you know, that's everyone as the season starts to get going, you're getting better or worse. And it's good. I thought he got better this week. And Shanahan was reacting to his offensive coordinator who had given Trey Sermon praise. He echoed those sentiments. So already we are in our we have ourselves the first edition of Shanahanigans in twenty twenty one. Have fun. I will tell you, I think there's a strong possibility that when all is said and done, Trey Sermon will be the lead back for the 49ers, and it may very well begin this week. So be careful and cautious if you're thinking about starting Elijah Mitchell. If you have a decent alternative, I'm telling you, I think it's a decent move to go ahead and consider using them. Now, I wouldn't start Sermon this week, but be on the lookout because I think it's certainly a possibility that he will be the lead back very soon, primarily because if you watch Elijah Mitchell, even though he had 
over 100 yards against the Lions this past week. He left a lot of yards on the table. He His ability to make that one cut that is uh, so successful in a Shanahan running scheme, it's just okay. I think the Lions were the reason that he was able to run up that yardage total. So I'll just tell you, be a little bit cautious right now about your Elijah Mitchell shares and starting him this week if you've got a decent alternative. This guy's a football player. This guy's a weapon. He's a football player. Ah, yes, he is John Gruden and Josh Jacobs. Football player Niss was certainly on display on Monday Night Football with a couple of touchdowns. He ran hard, but as you heard from the Monday Night Football crew, the main team, Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Gracie. They were speculating that uh, he potentially had turf toe. He is inactive this week, which opens the door for Kenyon Drake, who did not look great in his opportunity to run the ball, but I think the volume will be hit there for him this week. So Kenyon Drake, worth a start probably in most leagues, certainly as a flex option for you if you're looking for somebody to play with Josh Jacobs inactive, already declared inactive this week. And meantime, in that same game against the Steelers this week at Heinz Field, Najee Harris, just going to throw it out there. I think I mentioned it actually on the show last week. If Najee Harris has a subpar game, it is the perfect opportunity to go ahead and scoop him up. And I think Najee Harris did exactly what you needed to do if you wanted to go and trade for him. If you can make a Sunday morning move, if you haven't already, try and make it happen because Despite the fact that his numbers didn't look great, he still was in on every one of the Steelers' 58 offensive snaps. And from a fantasy perspective, that really is all you need. You know your guy's going to be getting every single carry or he's going to be in the game. That is exactly what you're looking for in this day and age in fantasy football. It doesn't even matter if he's good. Just by the pure volume, the fact that he'll be in the game as much as he was this past Sunday, I think Najee Harris is a absolute buy low possibility if you can make something happen with him i know it's week one but i I mentioned it last week if he does poorly go out there and make it happen um i'm still saying try and trade for Najee harris if you don't already have him and if you do have him don't panic because 58 snaps out of 58 offensive snaps that is what you want in fantasy football thank you thought he was dropping everything (laughs) there is cincinnati bengals quarterback joe burrow after Jamar Chase was leaving the postgame press conference last week. A lot of rumors and speculation about Jamar Chase's drops during during a training camp this year. And he came out and went for five, 100, five catches, 101 yards, and that long 50-yard touchdown. The one thing I'll say is, let's not already declare Jamar Chase a fantasy stud because they're... the the coverage, he was wide open. Bashad Breeland, not quite sure what he was doing on that play. And so you can't take it away. But I'd be a little bit... I'm certainly starting him in most leagues. And we'll get a first-hand look today as the Bengals take on the Bears in their home opener at Soldier Field. But I would be a little bit cautious. And if somebody really wants Jamar Chase based on what he did, he's certainly a potential sell-high situation here because that one long touchdown has not convinced me that all of a sudden he's a game-breaker. I need to see a little bit more. I think both Boyd and Higgins are going to be involved plenty in the Bengals' passing game. And so one long touchdown and on a broken or just, just a brutal coverage by Bashad Breeland is not necessarily the reason to go ahead and put Chase in the fantasy football elites just yet.
How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Yes, be prepared. Good advice from Jameis Winston's trainer. Jameis Winston, how about that? Five touchdowns. Is he in the perfect situation? Well, I think he certainly is. The question is, do you as a fantasy football owner go ahead and put him into your starting lineup? That's where we get a little bit dicey because as good as five touchdowns looks on paper, is it repeatable? Certainly not week in and week out. And I'll add, Jameis currently sits 31st in the league in passing yards. The only person he's ahead of is Aaron Rodgers. The touchdown efficiency, that is not sustainable. So let's just be careful about using Jameis Winston. He's certainly in two quarterback leagues. He probably should be starting to begin with. But let's not get crazy and all of a sudden say that Jameis Winston's going to be a fantasy stud week in and week out. I think the touchdown efficiency was great. But I do think the Saints will be looking to run the ball and rely quite a bit on Elvin Kamara. So... Let's not just plug Jameis Winston into the, t- into the lineup just yet based on one very efficient day where he throws five touchdown passes. So let's just be a little bit careful about that one there. Look, we've won a lot of games around here. We've lost a few, but you move on. It doesn't matter if you play incredible and put up 50 or you get blown out. You move on to the next, next opponent. There shouldn't be some big drastic change and alteration the way that we do things, the way we practice, the way we prepare. If it's good enough to get you to this point, then it's good enough from this point forward. So I haven't changed any of the stuff that I've been doing. Um, obviously, you know, we got to play better. But if we're starting to freak out after one week, we're in big trouble. You know that voice. It's Aaron Rodgers, of course, and he said it perfectly. Forget about the Packers. This is, let's just apply exactly what he said to all the fantasy owners out there with Aaron Rodgers as well. You drafted him to be your starting quarterback. Let's not freak out after one week. Let's go ahead and use him. And if you know that's your call today, I'm probably going to just defer to Aaron Rodgers there and say, listen, he's got a long resume of being a great football player and a great fantasy football player. So let's not freak out after one bad week. Let's assume that they were not completely ready because of the weird travel they had going to Jacksonville, having to make accommodations change midweek, all that weird stuff. Let's just assume that uh, we're going to call that a one-off for now before we see a little bit more uh and just, you know, get too freaked out about Aaron Rodgers having one bad week. Let's hold off just a bit. They let me, they, y'all act like I left them all. Golly, I didn't do it. Shoot, I'm just, if I could have stayed, I could have stayed. If I if I can't, they didn't want me like that ex-girlfriend. Shoot, I got to go. But, you know, I got a rebound. It was the Lions. They picked me up. You know what I mean? Now they feeding me good, taking me to dinners. You know what I mean? Another man's treasure another man's treasure. Uh, it's Jamal Williams, your treasure. That is former Packers running back, current Lions running back, Jamal Williams. He will get a crack at the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football. Jamal Williams went for 54 yards on nine carries and scored a touchdown. So the question is, can you go ahead and plug him into your lineup? He's one of those flex plays who I don't feel great about this week. More importantly, though, for fantasy owners is probably the fact that he did have that touchdown. DeAndre Swift, though, listen, 11 carries. The fact that DeAndre Swift still had more carries than Williams, I think, is encouraging. So even though he had less yards, 39 to Williams' 54, that it's still encouraging that Swift had more carries. And honestly, 
as I will preach time and time again, he had the more valuable touches, which are the receptions out of the backfield. Swift also had eight catches for 65 yards. So you had a pretty solid week from Swift going forward. He was on the injury report, but Adam Schefter has already come out and said that he's expected to play tomorrow night. So I think you can go ahead and start DeAndre Swift confidently. He just canned it right there. Those are two plays I just caught. I cannot... This- Helmet doesn't fit. Shocking, shocking that a helmet doesn't fit you. They didn't have a double XL helmet to fit that forehead. The Ravens' helmet does not fit Peyton Manning's big head, but that's okay. It was a great broadcast, by the way. Did enjoy the Manning Brothers broadcast. But that brings me to Tyson Williams versus Latavius Murray. Williams looked pretty good, partially, though, on that uh, long touchdown, well, somewhat long, 30-plus yard touchdown run on the fourth down plunge that they went for where the uh, secondary just once he broke through the line it was over got to the uh, second level and nobody was there to stop him Tyson Williams goes nine for 65 has three catches for 29 versus the real question I think is Latavius Murray what are you going to do here Latavius Murray goes for 28 yards on 10 carries and certainly those numbers don't look good when you compare him to Tyson Williams and what he did but both did score a touchdown Latavius Murray did get more of a workload late and what I'll say is If there's one team in the league that is going to go running back by committee, no matter what, it is the Baltimore Ravens. Greg Groman has been very, he's been very outspoken about the fact that we're past the time when running backs should be relied upon to carry, you know, be in there every single offensive snap, although the Pittsburgh Steelers clearly beg to differ. But Greg Roman wants his running backs in there fresh and ready to go. And so he's going to rotate them. And so I think what we're looking at is a lot of what we saw last year. Just like J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards split a lot of the carries last season, I think you're going to probably end up seeing a lot of that with Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray. And then we'll also see, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman work their way into this mix as well. So it's going to be kind of a disaster. If you want one, you probably want Tyson Williams. But I do think Latavius Murray at this point is worth snagging off of your free agent uh, wire if he's still out there. And finally, a former Baltimore Ravens running back, Mark Ingram. How about this? 85 yards and a touchdown, blast from the past, but he had it on 26 carries. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of opportunities for the Houston Texans to feed Mark Ingram. It's a product of the fact that they were beating up on the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. So Mark Ingram, he is worth having on your roster, but I don't think we're ever going to feel confident about starting him because most weeks the Texans will be heavy underdogs just as they are today in Cleveland as a 13-and-a-half-point dog. All right, there's my first and 10 for you, all the important information you need to know about today's fantasy football slate. I am Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. Phone lines are jammed. If you want to get in, get in now, because I cannot guarantee we'll get to you if you call later in the show. But again, 312-332-3776. Answering all your questions next.